This is HPR episode 2085 entitled Penguican 2016 Report. It is posted by Ahuka and is about 22 minutes long. The summary is Penguican 2016 happened on April 29 through May 1, 2016 in Southfield, Michigan. This episode of HPR is brought to you by anhonesthost.com. Get 15% discount on all shared hosting with the offer code HPR15. That's HPR15. Better web hosting that's honest and fair at anhonesthost.com. This is Ahuka welcoming you to Hacker Public Radio and another exciting episode. And this is one where I want to give my own personal report on the 2016 version of Penguicon. Now, Penguicon is an interesting event. It is a partly a science fiction convention and partly a Linux and open source and computers convention. And I happen to have the great honor of uh, being given the responsibility for putting the the uh, Linux and open source and computer stuff together. Um, so I'm kind of the track head for all of that. But uh, what I want to do here is just talk about what it was like for me. So it's a very personal thing. Uh, it's not a review of the entire event. You know, there was probably 400 hours worth of stuff going on, and, and I was not at every single thing that happened. Um, I, I attended as many as I could. Um, and, you know, most of the ones I attended probably are tech-related, so you shouldn't be surprised. But uh, with the variety of things on offer at PenguinCon, you know, I managed to get in a few other things, including being on a panel. Uh, so that was, it was all a lot of fun. Uh, so this started, uh, the, the event kicked off Friday, April 29th, 2016, um, and it was at the Weston Hotel in Southfield, Michigan. As it turns out, that's not too far from where I work. So, um, I, you know, I, I left work, got myself some dinner, then went to the hotel and went through registration to pick up my badge and my participant materials, etc., and I was just in time for the opening ceremonies at 6 p.m. Now, when you've been working with a group of people all year to put on an event like this, it feels great to see it all come together. All of the guests of honor were introduced, and this year, my friend Deb Nicholson was one of them. Then I attended a keynote presentation by George Gage, demonstrating the, the electrical activity of nerves using large cockroaches as experimental subjects. Now, he removed a leg from one of these cockroaches. Um, it had been numbed and put to sleep by cold, uh, and then he attached electrodes to it, and he stimulated the leg, and we could view the electrical activity of the nerves. 
Now, this is not um, as bad as it sounds for the cockroach, because when they molt, they can grow back the leg. At least that was what he said. Um, so it was a very interesting presentation. Uh, it was interesting to see the electrical activity and see how it responded to different sensory stimulus and, and things like that. And then I wandered over to a new space we had this year in what's called the Executive Meeting Center, uh, which is adjacent to the hotel, and saw a presentation on pandemics and deliberately making diseases extinct, which kind of seems to me like a darn good idea. So the two things they focused on, polio and guinea worm. Um, Now, guinea worm is a parasite, um, And at last report, I think there were only two cases of guinea worm in the entire world. So thanks to the the work of the Carter Foundation, uh, we're very close to eliminating this particular pest. Polio is a little tougher. Um, It it, it takes a real strong regime of vaccination to make that work. And unfortunately, in this country, of all things, we're backsliding on vaccination, which... I think is a demonstration of stupidity on a mammoth level. Uh, Anyway, um, after that presentation, I went to see my friend Pat Baker, who did a presentation on the dark web big three, which are Tor, I2P, and Freenet. At least those are his big three. Uh, I, I always look to schedule some good talks on ways people can protect themselves online, so I was very happy to get Pat's proposal and, uh, and he did a good job on this. Then I went looking for the Ubuntu release party, uh, but it was nowhere to be found. And on Saturday, I caught up with Greg Maloney, who explained the party was earlier in the evening, but the program booklet had the wrong time on it. So, you know, eventually it's like after 10 p.m., end of a full week at work, uh, I decided it was time to go home. All right, day two. Saturday, April 30th, 2016. So I headed back to the hotel, and they have a very nice breakfast buffet there. So I got myself some fortification for a full day of con activities. Started off with a presentation by Jer Lance and Don Kuchwara uh, and discuss running a technical team and the difference between a manager and a leader. Uh, now, I happen to be a project manager, my day job, so it's something I have to do a certain amount of, and I really enjoyed their discussion a great deal. Then it was off to the Fedora Roadmap. Tom Calloway of the Fedora Project has become a regular at PenguinCon, uh, along with Ruth Seeley, and I had specifically requested that he do this to expand on our Linux offerings. After all, we do have Penguin in our name, And we should have a solid group of Linux presentations. Now, we have at least four canonical employees in Michigan that I know of, and because of that, Ubuntu has always been well covered. But I want to expand that. And since I already have uh, Tom available, that was a great place to go. And I've got Tom now working on preparing a Red Hat challenge for next year. And the way that works is we have some computers set up, and they're running Red Hat, but they're running Red Hat that has deliberate problems inserted. 
And so the challenge is to see who can diagnose and fix them the fastest. So some of our very dedicated sysadmins can get in there and, you know, either demonstrate that they do have what it takes or maybe demonstrate they should do a little more homework. Um, Also, uh, Tom and Ruth uh, did their Raspberry Pi Hacks talk again this year. They co-wrote a book on Raspberry Pi Hacks. And, uh, you know, they're both very big on maker stuff. Um, In fact, you may remember Ruth did a a keynote at Ohio Linux Fest a couple of years ago talking about uh, open source hardware and being a maker. Well, after that, I went to a, a panel on the reality and fiction of artificial intelligence with Ann Leckie, Jason Mars, Lingja Tang, and Jennifer Marsman. Now, th- this whole thing's been in the news a lot. You probably have heard about people like Elon Musk and Stephen Hawking uh, who are saying, oh, danger, danger, you know. This stuff could uh, get out of hand and cause us a bunch of trouble. Um, so, you know, how much of a danger is it? Well, you know, this panel didn't think we were anywhere near that. Now, Anne is a science fiction writer. She has a Hugo for her novel, Ancillary Justice. Uh, Jason and Lingja, who are a couple, they were there with, uh, with one of their kids, in fact. They're computer scientists at the University of Michigan who are working in AI. Uh, Jennifer Marsman is a Microsoft evangelist for the Azure Cloud who also did graduate work in AI at the University of Michigan and, in fact, was very instrumental in helping us to find the people to contact to, to get them in there. So a very interesting panel and, uh, you know, it's an example of the breadth that uh, PenguinCon is able to bring to these things, uh, bring different people together to provide different views and insights. So then I went to the PenguinCon board meeting. Now, I'm not a board member. The meeting was open, uh, and you know, I just wanted to see what was going on. So the board is like the long-term continuing management over a number of years. And each year they pick a con chair to put the event together and give that person the budget. Then the con chair puts a team together, and I'm part of that team. So this year the con chair was Scott Kennedy, who did a great job. And uh, for 2017, it's going to be uh, Lithy Dubois, who I am sure will also do a great job. Uh, I really love Lithy. I'm fond of Scott as well. They're, they're great people. Um, anyway, then I went to a presentation on the works of Miyazaki. Uh, Hayao Miyazaki is a legendary Japanese anime artist, and my wife and I are big fans. So this presentation focused on his earlier works, which was nice because we're more familiar with the later ones. Um, and then after seeing that, we, uh, I went to a presentation from Jennifer Marsman, who did uh, Fun with Mind Reading. Uh, This combined EEG recording with uh, machine learning software that's available in Azure to essentially do a kind of lie detection. The idea was to ask a series of questions to which the subject would give a truthful answer and then give them the same questions, but this time tell them to lie. The Azure machine learning would learn the mental pattern of a truthful answer and the corresponding pattern of a lie. And then for future questions, 
it could offer a pretty accurate estimate of whether you were lying or not. I, I, th- I found this absolutely fascinating. And Jennifer is a great presenter. Um, so full of energy. And just uh, every time I go to one of her presentations, I, I get a big kick out of it. So then at uh, around 4 o'clock, I went to How Will Technology Change Society? So this panel had Deb Nicholson, who is a friend of mine, guest of honor from the Open Invention Network. Uh, it had Jason Mars and Lingja Tang, the uh, two AI scientists from the University of Michigan. Uh, Tobias Bakel, who is a science fiction author. And Edward Platt, who is one of our Tech Track presenters. And I think a grad student, if my memory serves. Uh, this panel got into a number of topics, such as personal freedom in an age of surveillance, and wound up in the area of automation taking away jobs. Now, this was a natural lead-in to the panel that I was going to be on the next day, called Post-Capitalism, so I made sure to invite everyone to come to that. Now, after this, it was time for a break to grab something to eat and peruse the dealer tables. Everyone who's registered gets access to the con suite, where there is food and drink available. That is part of what your registration money buys, and it does, in fact, include beer for those who want something more adult. Uh, As it happens, I don't drink, but uh, I was more than happy to have a diet pop. Um, The dealer tables, you know, you want to take a look. You never know what you're going to find there. It's quite a collection of stuff. Books, jewelry, and costumes are always uh, in abundance at an event like this. But then there are different items uh, that vary from year to year. There was one uh, table this year. There was just a variety of uh, soaps, artisanal soaps that uh, they had put together. Um, And there's, you know, henna and all kinds of good things. After that, I went to see Krunal Desai do a presentation called The Tech Behind Asteroid Mining. Now, Krunal uh, was in this area at one point. In fact, he ran the tech track back when I was just a presenter, uh, then went on to work as a senior avionics engineer for Planetary Resources. Now, you may have heard of Planetary Resources. Uh, That's the group that... um, Peter Diamandis and uh, Larry Page and, you know, all of those Silicon Valley folks uh, put together with the idea that, you know, let's go out and mine resources from asteroids and bring those resources back and maybe make a ton of money. Uh, And so Krunal works for this outfit, so it really felt like a presentation from the front lines. Uh, very interesting. And uh, we also paired him with Bob Tremblay, who's, uh, Bob is a uh, astronomy buff uh, in the area, uh, does a lot of presentations about astronomy, and is a regular at the science track on all the local area conventions. So we got Crinal uh, and Bob uh, paired for a panel on asteroid science. After that, I went to Web Comics 101 Logistics with Erica Wagner and Laura Cascos. Um, uh, they have a web comic called Sidekick Girl, which I enjoy. Uh, sort of a, a little twist on the superhero genre. You know, most superheroes have a sidekick, and so the focus of this comic is the sidekick. 
Uh, the, the presentation was about just the logistics and issues involved in producing a comic and getting it out every week. Um, so it was very interesting. Now, I was going to go to night sky observing after this, but the weather was not accommodating, so I decided, all right, let's call it a day and go home. Day three, May 1st, 2016. Another breakfast buffet at the hotel to get me started, and then went to a presentation by Michael Romany, who did a look at LibreOffice Base. Um, you know, there one or two people thought that I had a uh, monopoly on LibreOffice presentations. Far from that, uh, Michael is a fascinating fellow. He has a YouTube channel under the name The Frugal Computer Guy and has a series on LibreOffice, and uh, he has been doing one on Linux Mint. Um, and these are great videos. Uh, each one is about 10 minutes long. And I recommend them very highly. Um, I ran across them um, a few years ago and subscribe and watch them as they come out. And then last year, uh, I, I don't remember which presentation I was in, but I heard his voice and recognized it and introduced myself and said, okay, I want a talk. Um, I've learned how to do that from Ken Fallon. Um, so he said, yeah, great, I, I'd love to talk. So, um, you know, he th this year it was LibreOffice based. We'll get something from him next year. Don't know what just yet, but, we're, you know, I am starting to work on the next year's lineup. Uh, in fact, after Michael's um, presentation, I went to the first of our planning meetings for next year. Uh, now, as I said before, the, the, the board chooses a con chair. The con chair puts a committee together. Sometimes people stay on from year to year. Other times they decide to move on. And, and so, you know, there are new faces. And... Um, so it's important that we, we have some meetings, get everyone on the same page, and pull them together to make the event as, as good as it has been. Uh, after this, I went to a, uh, a talk from Susan Sons on security principles for system administrations. Now, Susan is just an absolute gem, comes here year after year, gives great presentations. Uh, she's a security professional um, and... You know, her talks are always security-related and always worth uh, attending. So she's one of those people I always make it a point to contact when I'm planning the tech track and, and just check in with her and say, hey, what do you got for me this year? Now, in past years, um, she did things like the crypto party, um, and she did that for a few years. And, and it's like, eh, okay, I want to do something different. And, yeah, that's fine. We'll We'll do something different. So... Uh, this was one of them. She also did a, uh, she did a couple of the security principles for programmers. And she said, you know, when you get right down to it, the, the principles are pretty much the same, whether you're a programmer or a sysadmin. Uh, then after Susan's was the panel I was on, post-capitalism. Uh, Matt Arnold and Ed Platt joined me for this. And what we're trying to do is is start speculating about the, how economies evolve, what might come next, and particularly the job market. Uh, you know, it's becoming obvious to a lot of people that we're automating more and more stuff, and that creates a real interesting problem. Uh, well, problem, opportunity. 
take your choice. Uh, but, you know, what happens if uh, more and more jobs are automated? Uh, you know, how do people feed themselves? You've got to think about that. And I took a break for lunch, uh, and then after that went uh, to Ed Platt, uh, did a presentation on free and open democracy, and what he was really looking at was some of the tools available, uh, such as Lumio, Liquid Feedback, and Intertwinkles. Uh, th- uh, these are tools that help you create an environment where decisions can be consensus-based and democratic, which is something that he's uh, pretty big on. And, and Ed's another fellow who comes back year after year and, and gives us interesting presentations. Well, finally, it was time for the closing ceremonies. Now, usually for the closing ceremonies, you have on the one hand a bunch of very tired people. You know, all those times where I said I went home and went to bed, you know, some of those people just stay at the hotel and they're partying all night long. I'm too old for that, so (laughs) I don't. Uh, So you've got a bunch of really tired people, but there's also a a kind of a manic energy about the whole thing, which also often often happens when you have a lot of tired people. So they award prizes for things like the best room party, the best costumes. They start thanking all the volunteers. The guests of honor say a few final words about their experience and what a great time they had. Uh... Now, PenguinCon 2016 was certainly a great event. We had really great guests. Uh, we had a record attendance. We know it was over 1,600. We don't know how much over because sometime midday Sunday, registration just stopped registering people and taking their money. And it was like, you know, if you're here for the last couple of hours, fine. <laughs> I'm not quite sure why someone does that, but who knows. Um but it was it was a fabulous fabulous time, uh, great attendance. Some things we did for the first time this year: we had a computer lab. All right, uh, we found someone who donated a bunch of uh, they're, they're netbooks. They're not, um, you know, they're not gaming laptops or anything, so they're not super high powered. But uh, you know, with that lab, uh, that gives us the opportunity to do some interesting things in terms of the presentations. I mentioned next year, for instance, we're going to do that uh, Red Hat Challenge, and that's where the uh, computer lab is going to come in handy. Um, and we want to make better use of the computers and, and uh, um, use them even more next year. Uh, but certainly everyone I talked to had a great time, and I think a lot of people are going to be coming back. Uh, I saw some of the, uh, you know, among the uh, people that um, the Hacker Public Radio community would know, uh, 5150 was there for the second year in a row. Um, and I won't speak for him other than he sure looked like someone who was having a great time. Uh, and uh, the Sunday morning Linux review people were here. Um, so yeah, Tony, Mary, and, and Tom Lawrence were all, were all here. Um, so, you know, it was a, a great event. Um, and as I said, I am now getting ready to, uh, start planning everything for next year. Uh, so I think that's about it. I'm going to end this. Uh, and as I always do, I'm going to encourage you to support free software. So with that, this is Ahuka saying bye-bye.
You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club and is part of the binary revolution at binrev.com. If you have comments on today's show, please email the host directly, leave a comment on the website or record a follow-up episode yourself. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license. Thank you.